0: Hello and welcome. Thank you for listening. For those of you recently joining the Faith vs. Weight podcast, there are three seasons, each with a distinct emphasis. For a Christian weight management program that actually works, check out Season 1, Episodes 1 through 10, based on the book Faith vs. Weight Magnifying the Glory of God. And Season 2, Episodes 13 through 63, based on the accompanying action guide Faith vs. Weight Daily Strength to Shine. You are now listening to Season 3, Episodes 64 and Beyond, focusing specifically on the faith aspect of the Faith versus Weight program. Season 3 can be used as a spiritual maintenance plan as you grow through the Word of God or in tandem with the Weight Management program covered in Seasons 1 and 2. Season 3 is based on the chronological five-day Bible plan bibleclassmaterial.com covering the entire bible in just one year because faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of god romans 10:17 welcome to season 3 today is week 3 day 3 covering genesis 32 through 34 psalm 145 and mark 13 Stay awake in Genesis 32. When Jacob begins his journey, angels of God meet him. When he saw them, Jacob said, This is God's army. Genesis 32 1. Jacob then decided to send messengers ahead of him to his brother Esau, telling them to tell Esau that he, Jacob, has lived with Laban until now as a foreigner. Jacob also tells his servants to tell them that he has cattle, donkey, flocks, and male and female servants to give to Esau hoping to find favor. The only message that Jacob gets back is that Esau is coming to meet him with 400 men. Jacob is petrified, afraid for his life and the lives of his people, since the reason he left in the first place was because Esau had wanted to kill him. Jacob decides to divide all of his people and livestock into two companies. This way he will hopefully only lose half of what matters to him most. Then Jacob reminds the Lord that he had promised him good when he returned to his country and to his relatives. And after years of being a servant, Jacob is now finally humble and tells the Lord that he is not worthy of anything that the Lord has given him, since he Basically started out with nothing. He prays for deliverance from Esau and safety for himself and his family. He reminds the Lord that he told Jacob that he will surely do good and that his seed would be as plentiful as the sand of the sea. Jacob made sure he had a present for Esau, which sounded more like an entire farm of female and male goats, ewes, rams, camels, colts, cows, bulls, donkeys, and foals. Jacob tells his servants to separate into groups by herd, almost like a procession, with the first servant telling Esau that Jacob is behind them, and Jacob hopes Esau will accept. This present. The second, third, etc. servant were commanded to do and say the same thing. That evening, Jacob sent the last group of his wives, handmaids, and eleven sons over the stream of Jabbok. When Jacob was alone, a man came and wrestled with him until daybreak. He could have given up, but instead he decided to stay awake. When the man saw that Jacob would not give up the fight, the man touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh and it was strained. When morning came, the man told Jacob to let him go. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Genesis thirty-two twenty-six. The man asked Jacob his name. Then he told Jacob that he would no longer be called Jacob, but rather Israel because Jacob had fought with both God and man and prevailed. Then Jacob asked the man his name, but the man just answered with another question, asking Jacob why he asked the man his name. And then he blessed Jacob. Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for he said, I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. Genesis 32, 30. Then Jacob looked up and saw Esau coming with his 400 men. Jacob had divided his family into sections with Rachel and Joseph being in the most protected position in the rear. Jacob then bowed to the ground seven times. Obviously, Jacob was not the same person that left his family 20 years prior. And for whatever reason, in that moment, neither was Esau. Esau asks who Jacob is with and why he did all he did just to meet with him. Jacob replies that he did it to find favor in the sight of Esau who he called my Lord, also telling Esau that he, Jacob, was with his family. Esau told Jacob he already had enough things, but Jacob insisted, and Esau accepted the gift, showing Jacob that he had found favor with Esau, whose face was like seeing the face of God to Jacob, because Esau was pleased. After some discussion, Esau went ahead and Jacob built a house at Succoth. Jacob came peaceably to Canaan, camping there, buying a piece of land from Hamor, Shechem's father and built an altar there. Genesis 34 turns out to be one of the most upsetting chapters in the Old Testament, complete with defilement and revenge. Jacob's daughter, Dinah, went to see the other women who lived in Canaan. Prince Shechem saw her and raped her. Then he claimed he loved her. The prince told his father, Hamor, that he needed to get Dinah as his wife. In the meantime, Jacob heard about what happened, but he held his peace until his sons came in from the field. Hamor, the father of Prince Shechem, shows up to talk to Jacob. Jacob's sons come home and are furious after they hear what happened. Hammer tells them that Prince Shechem believes Dinah is his soulmate and begs for her hand in marriage, asking Jacob and company to give their daughters to them in return for their daughters and the land before them. The prince told Jacob he could basically name his price as long as he could have Dinah as his wife. Dinah's brothers refused to sell her out. They set up a trap for Shechem and company, telling them that the only way Dinah could marry the prince was if every male was circumcised. Then, of course, they would give their daughters in marriage. So Hamor and Shechem went to the gate of the city and convinced all of the males to get circumcised, telling them that they could have the daughters of the house of Jacob to marry if they were circumcised, and they could also have their livestock and possessions. Everyone listened, and on the third day after the circumcision, when they were at their weakest... No one even thought to have a sentry on duty who could stay awake. So Jacob's sons, Simon and Levi, slaughtered all of the males, including Hamor and Prince Shechem, and took Dinah. They saved her. But things continued to get out of hand. Then Jacob's sons looted the city, taking flocks, herds, donkeys, and all of their wealth. But they did not stop there. They took the women and children captive. Jacob told them that they had ruined his reputation among the Canaanites and Perizzites and that he would be in danger. But they asked him, Should we have instead allowed our sister to be dealt with as a prostitute? The interesting thing about this statement is that under Hebrew law, if a man slept with a woman and they were not married, the man was required to offer a dowry and marry her. They would then marry only if the girl's father approved it and the two involved both consented. As harsh as this sounds, the idea was to protect women. Once a woman was no longer a virgin, she was considered defiled. The idea behind this was that it was not okay to sleep with someone and then walk away. Since Hebrew law had a death penalty for rape, this was not to condone rape. However, the father of a daughter that was raped could demand that the rapist marry her and not be able to divorce her, as well as demand a payment in the process, which is what appeared to be happening before Dinah's brothers intervened. The good part of this story is how her brothers were not worried about how Dinah's situation would make them look, their father's approval, how much money or goods they could obtain, or how they could manipulate the law to their advantage. They just cared about their sister, and they saved her. The bad news was that their unchecked violence went beyond retribution. In Psalm 145, David talks about how the Lord's holy ones will praise him, meditating on his wonderful works, and how merciful, faithful, powerful, righteous, and majestic he is, with his greatness being unsearchable. His kingdom is everlasting, and his dominion endures through all generations. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He will also hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserves all those who love him. But all the wicked he will destroy. Psalm one forty five, nineteen through twenty. In Mark thirteen, Jesus is leaving the temple with one of his disciples commenting on the stones, when Jesus says there will not be one stone that is not thrown down. So at the Mount of Olives, Peter, James, John, and Andrew ask him, When will these things be? To which Jesus answered. Be careful that no one leads you astray, Mark 13, 5. In other words, stay awake. Many will come claiming to be Jesus. Then there will be rumors of wars, but it will still not be the end with nations rising against nations. Earthquakes and famine will also be part of the beginning of what the Bible calls birth pains. Jesus tells them to watch out, since followers of Him will be beaten in synagogues and standing before rulers and kings as a testimony. But before any of this happens, the good news must be preached to all the nations. That is where you and I come in. Jesus tells them not to worry about what they will say, since the Holy Spirit will speak through them. During these times, Families will turn each other in, with brothers turning in brothers and children turning in their parents, causing them to be put to death. He also tells them that all men will hate them. But in the case of the person who stays faithful to the end, the Lord will save. Jesus then gives a more direct timing clue. When you see the abomination of desolation standing where it ought not, then it's time to flee. He tells them to pray that it won't be winter, because that will make everything harder, especially on nursing mothers and infants, and that there will be an oppression that has not happened before, nor will happen after, but that fortunately the Lord has shortened the days, otherwise no flesh would be saved at all. There will be false messiahs and prophets leading people astray and specifically trying to lead the chosen ones astray. This is why it will be even more important to know scripture and stay awake. The sun will be darkened and the moon will have no light with stars falling from the sky, While the heavens shake, but then the son of man will come in the clouds with great power and glory, sending out his angels, gathering his chosen ones from the ends of the earth and sky. But no one knows the day or the hour, not even Jesus, only his father, God. Then Jesus tells a parable about a man leaving servants of his house with authority, commanding them to keep alert because no one knows when he will return. Jesus ends this parable telling everyone that the following applies to them. Also stay awake. Today's reflection, stay awake. Today's action, get smarter when it comes to God's Word. In order to A, be better equipped to preach the gospel to all nations, B, be able to recognize false prophets, especially the abomination of desolation. Daily Debo is just a snapshot intended to get you excited about the rest of the greatest story ever told. Check out Genesis 32 through 34, Psalm 145 and Mark 13. Just 15 to 30 minutes a day of Bible listening on one of your favorite Bible apps while you are driving, working out, doing the dishes or folding laundry five days a week will allow you to cover the entire Bible in one year as God's promises cover you in the process. For a Christian-based weight management program that actually works, check out Season 1, Episodes 1-10, through 10, and Season 2, Episodes 13-63 through 63 of this podcast. For the print versions, check out the book, Faith vs. Weight, Magnifying the Glory of God, and Action Guide, Faith vs. Weight, Daily Strength to Shine. Thank you for listening to Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Consult your physician before starting any weight loss or exercise program.